Every sound has a story. Every shadow hides a tale. In the whispers of the wind and the silence of the night, secrets await those who listen. This week on Retraced Echoes, quiet suburban tapestry of West Hartford, Connecticut, a malevolent force stirred, turning the Donovan family's American dream into an enduring nightmare. The year was 1974, and the Donovans, a family much like any other, found themselves entwined in a chilling saga of diabolic proportions after a seemingly innocent dalliance with a Ouija board. The Donovan residence, once a haven of warmth and joy, became the stage for an unyielding torrent of supernatural disturbances. Objects levitated with mind-bending malice, and inexplicable noises echoed through the hallowed halls, as if the very walls whispered cursed secrets of the damned. The family's ordeal drew the attention of paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren, whose involvement escalated the spectral confrontation to a battle for the Donovan's very souls. Ensnared by the entity's malevolent grip, the family grappled with manifestations too terrifying to deny. Shadowy figures lurked in their periphery and phantom whispers turned blood-curdling screams clawed at the edges of their sanity. The heart of the haunting lay with young Patty, whose flirtation with the Ouija board invited an entity that masqueraded as a lost soul, only to reveal itself as something far more sinister. As the otherworldly siege intensified, the Donovans faced a harrowing truth that some doors, once opened, unleash darkness that shadows the light of reason, driving those caught in its path to the brink of despair. This is their story, a chilling reminder that the veil between our world and the unknown is perilously thin, and that the quest for contact could bind one to a fate worse than death itself. The Donovan Poltergeist case? That's a new one for me. Your work on the Ohio State Reformatory was nice, so I'm intrigued to see how you unravel this mystery. Looking forward to learning about a case that's flown under my radar. Next message. I'm all for a good ghost story, and while the Donovan case isn't one I've come across, your teaser has piqued my interest. The thought of a family dealing with something so out of the ordinary, I can't wait to hear the details. Next message. Your podcasts feel like investigative journalism meets horror fiction. I don't know anything about this case, but you have me interested. Welcome to Retraced Echoes, where we delve into the mysterious, the unexplained, and the supernatural. Before we begin today's episode, a note to our listeners. In our journey through the haunting tale of the Donovan family, we remain true to the core chilling story as investigated by Ed and Lorraine Warren. However, to bring this narrative to life and to fully immerse you in the experience, some events and dialogues have been dramatized. These additions just serve to enhance the overall storytelling and provide a deeper understanding of the family's ordeal. Rest assured that the essence of what transpired in the Donovan household, the heart of their haunting, remains unaltered. So sit back, listen closely, and join us as we unravel the mysterious events that befell the Donovan family.
welcome to West Hartford, Connecticut, a charming town where life hums along in peaceful regularity. Here, on a tree-lined street, stands a delightful two-story house, the home of the Donovan family. Ted, a dedicated office worker, Ellen, a loving stay-at-home mom, and their two children, Patty and Brian, embody the picture of an everyday American family. In their home, laughter fills the air. The small quarrels, they dissolve as quickly as they arise, much like any other household. On one sunny afternoon, Ellen busies herself in the kitchen, the aroma of freshly baked cookies wafting through the air. Ted, in his usual spot, relaxes with a newspaper after a long day at work. Brian, he plays with his toys in the living room floor, his imagination taking him on a grand adventure. Patty, our bright-eyed teenager, sits at the dining room table, her homework spread out before, yet her mind seems miles away, lost in thought. The family's life, while cozy and full of love, often feels too predictable for young Patty. She craves excitement, a break from the monotonous shift of school and home. Little does she know, her desire for something different, something more, is about to be answered in the most of unexpected ways. It all begins with a seemingly innocent discovery. One Saturday, while the family cleans out the attic, in a hidden corner reveals an old forgotten relic, a Ouija board, covered in dust, with his letters just faintly visible. The board intrigues Patty. She's heard stories, of course, whispers of the power to reach beyond the veil, to communicate with another realm. Despite her parents' dismissive chuckles and Brian's disinterest, Patty feels an unexplained pull towards the board. Can we keep it, she asks, her eyes gleaming with curiosity. Ted and Ellen exchange glances, seeing no harm in indulging their daughter's whims. Sure, Patty. It's just an old game, Ted replies with a casual shrug. That evening, in the muted glow of her bedroom lamp, Patty sat cross-legged on the floor, the Ouija board resting on her knees. The house was silent, except for the soft creaks and the groans of the settling frame. Her fingers trembling slightly as she touched the planchette, her heart a mixture of anticipation and a tingle of fear. Is anyone there, she whispered, her voice just barely more than a breath. The planchette laid motionless, and for a moment, Patty wondered if she had been foolish to expect a response. But then... Almost imperceptibly at first, it began to move. Gliding smoothly across the board, it came to rest firmly. But yes, a chill ran down Patty's spine. A thrill of both fear and excitement. Who are you, she asked, her voice steadier now. The planchette moved again, more confidently. This time, spelling out, a friend. Patty's heart raced. She had heard stories, of course, tales whispered amongst friends of the board's power to connect from beyond. But she had never truly believed it. Not until now. Are you a ghost? She continued, the words spilling out. The planchette hesitated and then slid to no. Patty's brow furrowed in confusion. If not a ghost, then what? Her curiosity peaked. She moved on. What are you then? The planchette's motion was almost hesitant, as if the entity on the other side was pondering its answer. Finally, it spelled out lonely. 
Petty's heart softened. Here was a being, whatever it was, reaching out across the void, yearning for connection just as she was. I understand, Patty murmured, a sense of kinship growing within her. I'm lonely too. What's your name? She waited, the planchette quivering under her fingertips, but this time there was no answer, only a slow glide to the word soon. The session ended, but the connection had been made. Patty laid in her bed that night, her mind alive with questions. Who was this friend? What did it mean by soon? As she drifted off to sleep, she couldn't shake the feeling that her life had just taken a turn down a path from which there was no return. Little did she know that this was just the beginning. The board, a mere piece of wood and plastic, had become a bridge to something unfathomable. A doorway to an encounter that would challenge the very fabric of her reality. In the Donovan household, a subtle yet profound change was taking root. As Autumn's embrace turned the leaves to shades of amber and gold, the family began to sense a shift, a shift in the fabric of their daily life. It was a change so gradual, so insidious, that at first it went unnoticed, like a shadow creeping across a sunlit room. Patty, once a lively teenager brimming with typical adolescent concerns, found herself increasingly drawn to the solitude of her room, her attention wholly consumed by the Ouija board. What had started as a timid exploration had morphed into long, secretive sessions, often stretching into the late of night. The board, with its worn letters and eerie planchette, became her friend, her escape from the everyday existence that she had. Meanwhile, the rest of the Donovan family noticed odd occurrences that disrupted their tranquility in the home. Ellen, meticulous in her homemaking, would find objects slightly out of place. Her favorite vase, always set at the center of the dining room table, would be found on the windowsill, as though moved by unseen hands. Now Ted, the ever-pragmatic one, scoffed at the notion of anything amiss until his keys began to vanish only to reappear in the most of unlikely places. Brian, the youngest, whispered of his toys moving on their own, a claim that was met with gentle dismissals, yet, deep down, Ellen and Ted harbored a growing unease, as since this something was not quite right within their once peaceful abode. It was a quiet Wednesday evening when the first truly unsettling incident occurred. The family had just settled into a semblance of a regular everyday dinner, the familiar sounds of dishes clattering and soft conversations filled the air. Suddenly, a loud thump echoed from upstairs, jolting them into silence. Ted, his protective instincts kicked in, and he ascended the stairs, his heart pounding with a mixture of fear and confusion. He found Patty's room deserted, the window ajar, curtains dancing in the breeze, and there, on her bed, lay the Ouija board. His planchette ominously pointing to goodbye. The days that followed saw an escalation in the strange happenings. Doors slammed shut on their own accord. Cold drafts twisted through rooms, and whispers, barely audible, seemed to float through the hallways. Now Patty, she retreated further into her world, her once vibrant personality now shrouded in quiet, distant demeanor that left Ellen and Ted exchanging worried glances. Their concern for their daughter it was deepening. One night, 
as the family gathered in the living room just to reclaim some sort of semblance of routine. The atmosphere changed. The lights started flickering. They were casting elongated shadows that danced menacingly across the walls. A sense of dread enveloped the room, the air charged with a silent waiting apprehension. Suddenly, without warning, a series of loud knocks came from the attic, rhythmic and demanding, as if something, or someone, sought entry into their world. The Donovan family, once entrenched in the comfort of their suburban life, now stood on the precipice of the abyss. The Ouija board, just a piece of wood and plastic, had awakened something ancient and malevolent within their home. As fear took root in their hearts, they realized their lives had irrevocably changed. The veil between their world and the unknown had lifted, revealing a dark, foreboding mystery that laid beyond. Patty's emotional state became a focal point of the haunting. Her initial excitement over communicating with the spirit through the Ouija board slowly twisted into a narrative of manipulation and fear. The spirit, which had begun as a seemingly benign presence, now showed its true nature, flattering and deceiving Patty, drawing her deeper into its grasp. Patty, feeling increasingly alienated, found solace in the one object that seemed to understand her, the Ouija board. Night after night, she retreated to her room, immersing herself in whispered conversations with the unknown entity. Unbeknownst to her, each interaction was drawing the family deeper into a web of unseen danger. Ted and Ellen witnessing the transformation of their daughter from a vibrant teenager to a withdrawn shadow of her former self grappled with a mixture of concern as well as disbelief. The escalation of the haunting from strange occurrences to outright violent manifestations left them struggling for explanation. The once dismissed stories of levitating objects and weird noises were now impossible to ignore. The home that had been a sanctuary was transforming into a place of mystery and dread. The nights, once filled with the comfort of family togetherness, turned into periods of restless anticipation. Ted and Ellen lay awake, listening to the eerie sounds that seemed to emanate from the very walls of their house. The laughter and warmth that once filled the house were now replaced with an oppressive atmosphere of fear and uncertainty. The once trivial incidences such as misplaced objects and fleeting shadows took on a more sinister tone, the unmistakable sound of footsteps in empty rooms, the sudden cold drafts that swept through the house, and the disturbing sensations of being watched became part of their daily lives. The family's skepticism gradually gave way to a harrowing acceptance. They were living in a house besieged by forces beyond their understanding. As the haunting intensified, so did the attacks. Patty's car tires were found slashed not just once, but repeatedly. Each instance more unsettling than the last. Even more disturbing was the way that Ted discovered his car's engine completely disassembled, its parts laid out with eerie precision that defied logic. These were no longer just mischievous acts, but a calculated assault on their everyday lives. The Donovan family, once a haven of laughter and warmth, had morphed into the realms of shadows and whispers. The nights became a time of heightened vigilance and fear. Ellen and Ted, once dismissive of the children's tales of moving toys and misplaced objects, could no longer ignore the chilling reality that was unfolding before their very eyes. Patty's transformation was the most alarming. 
From the vibrant, carefree girl that they once knew, she now seemed like a stranger, her eyes often distant, her conversations cryptic. She spent hours locked away in her room, the sounds of her whispering dialogue with a Ouija board seeping through the cracks in the door, leaving Ellen and Ted feeling helpless and increasingly terrified. The disturbances, they escalated each passing day. Objects began to move with purpose and intent as if propelled by an unseen force. Family photos were found turned face down, their glass frames cracked. The once comforting sound of the house settling at night was replaced by an ominous creaking, as if the very structure was protesting against an unseen intruder. Then came the incident that shattered any remaining appearance of routine. It was a stormy night, the rain battering against the window, the wind howling like a chorus of lost souls. The family huddled in the living room, a futile attempt to find comfort in each other's presence. Suddenly, the light started flickering and then went completely out, plunging the room into darkness. In the glow of the fireplace, they witnessed a sight that would haunt them for the rest of their lives. The furniture began to levitate, slowly at first, then with increasing speed as if caught in a violent unseen tempest. A cold, suffering dread filled the room, the air thick with a sense of otherworldly presence. Patty, her eyes wide with a mixture of fear and fascination, whispered in a trembling voice, it's here. The room erupted into chaos, chairs spinning, books thrown through the air as the family cowered in terror. Above the din, a low, guttural growl resonated, a sound so unnatural it chilled them to the bone. In the days that followed, the family struggled to come to terms with their new reality. The once joyful conversations around the dinner table was replaced by tense silence. Each member lost in their own thoughts, their minds grappling with the incomprehensible. The house, their sanctuary, had turned against them, each corner, each shadow, hiding potential terror. Ellen and Ted, desperate to protect their children, considered leaving. But where would they go? How could they escape something that seemed so deeply intertwined with their lives, their very souls? The haunting was no longer just a series of strange events. They become personal an invasive assault on their family, their sanity, and their very existence. The Ouija board, the innocuous catalyst of this nightmare, lay untouched in Patty's room. Yet, its presence was felt throughout the house, a symbol of unspoken terror that had befallen the Donovan family. They were no longer just residents in their home. They were prisoners, held captive by an entity that fed on their fear, an entity that had no intentions of letting them go. As the unsettling events in the Donovan household escalated, the story rippled through the community. Whispers of the strange occurrences at the Donovan house reached the ears of a pastor who had heard tales of similar happenings in his parish. Concerned about the family's welfare and recognizing the severity of the situation, he decided to reach out for help. Aware of Ed and Lorraine Warren's reputation in dealing with such phenomena, the pastor contacted them detailing the disturbing events that the Donovan family had been enduring. The pastor's earnest pleas, coupled with that of the unusual nature of the haunting, piqued the Warren's interest. Known for their compassion towards those afflicted with supernatural disturbances, they felt a strong sense of duty to assist the Donovan family. The Warrens, always meticulous in their approach, began to research the history of the Donovan house and the surrounding areas. They found tales of long-forgotten tragedies and unexplained events that hinted at a deeper hidden history 
The background information provided them with crucial insights into the potential origins of the haunting. Upon receiving the pastor's call, the Warrens arranged for a meeting with the Donovan family. Ted and Ellen, desperate for any help that they could get, welcomed the opportunity to speak with the renowned investigators. During the initial meeting, the Warrens listened intently to the family's experiences. Their intuition and expertise guided their assessment of the situation. It was this combination of outreach from the local pastor, the Donovan's family's willingness to seek help, and the Warrens' own investigative instincts that brought them to the doorstep of the Donovan home. Now, unbeknownst to all, this meeting marked the beginning of a profound and life-changing journey for both the family as well as the Warrens. From the moment they stepped into the Donovan residence, the air seemed to shift as if the house itself was acknowledging the presence of new adversaries. Ed, with his practical demeanor, and Lorraine, possessing a quiet sensitivity to the unseen, immediately sensed the weight of the haunting that enveloped the house. Their first encounter with the family was a mixture of reassurance and grim determination. Ellen and Ted, weary and on edge, recounted the series of events that had torn their once peaceful lives apart. Patty, her eyes hollow yet flickering with a trace of fire she once had, spoke of her interactions with the Ouija board, her voice a whisper of fear and regret. Now the Warrens, they listened intently, their expressions a blend of concern and professional focus. Lorraine seemed to connect with Patty, her empathy shining as she gently probed the teenager for more details. Ed, meanwhile, examined the house, his steps deliberate, his eyes keenly observant of subtle signs of supernatural work. As night fell, the Warrens prepared for their initial investigation. The house, under the cover of darkness, took on a more ominous character. Shadows seemed to stretch and twist in impossible ways, and the silence was heavy. The investigation began with a walkthrough, and Lorraine moving from room to room. Their equipment in hand, their senses alert to any anomalies. The usual signs were there, cold spots in the air, a sense of being watched. But it was in Patty's room where the true heart of the haunting revealed itself. The air in the room was stifling, the atmosphere thick with an oppressive energy. As they approached the Ouija board, the planchette began to move on its own accord, sliding across letters with jerky yet deliberate motions. Lorraine, her psychic sensitivities heightened, whispered, It's here with us now. What followed was a night of intense spiritual confrontation. The Warrens, employing their vast experience and knowledge of paranormal, challenged the entity, their voices firm in the face of the otherworldly growls and the violent movement of objects around the room. Now Lorraine's abilities allowed her to communicate with the entity. Her words were a blend of command and compassion. The family huddled together, watching in a mix of awe and terror as the Warrens battled with the unseen force. The air crackled with energy, the boundaries between the physical and spiritual world blurring as the confrontation reached its climax. As dawn approached, a sense of calm finally descended upon the house. The oppressive energy lifted, the shadows receding to the corners of the room. Ed and the rain exhausted, but happy, assured the family that the worst was over. But the battle was not yet won. The entity had been weakened, but not yet banished. The Warrens' arrival marked a turning point in the Donovan family ordeal. With their expertise and guidance, the family found a renewed sense of hope. But as they would soon learn, the path of freeing their home and themselves from the clutches of the entity would be fought with challenges and uncertainties. 
In the days following the Warren's initial confrontation with the entity's haunting, a fragile sense of calm settled over the household. However, beneath this veneer of tranquility was a battle between the natural and the supernatural, and it was far from over. Ed and Lorraine Warren, aware that their work had only just begun, prepared for a more prolonged and intense engagement with the malevolent force. The Warrens, with their deep understanding of the paranormal, knew that the entity would not relinquish its hold on the Donovan family easily. They explained to a weary but hopeful Ellen and Ted that the haunting was deeply rooted, not just in the house, but in the very fabric of the family's life. The Ouija board, though a catalyst, was merely a tool. The true source of the haunting lay much deeper. As part of their strategy, the Warrens began a series of nightly vigils using a combination of religious rites, psychic interventions, and paranormal technology. Lorraine, using her medium abilities, attempted to communicate with the entity, seeking to understand its purpose to find a way to compel it to leave. Patty, still emotionally entangled with the spirit, found herself at the center of these efforts. The Warrens gently guiding her, helping her to sever the connection she had formed. It was a painful process for Patty, akin to losing a part of herself, but necessary for the family's liberation. Night after night, the family endured a roller coaster of hope and despair. The entity weakened, but cunning, fought back. Objects flew across the room with lethal force. Chilling apparitions appeared, and disembodied voices whispered threats in the dead of the night. The very walls of the house seemed to resonate with a sinister energy. During one vigil, a breakthrough occurred. Lorraine, deep in a trance-like state, managed to contact the core of the entity. What she found was a whirlwind of rage, pain, and confusion. A lost soul that had been twisted into something dark and vengeful. Armed with a new understanding, the Warrens intensified their efforts. They conducted a series of exorcisms, calling upon higher powers to cleanse the house. Ted and Ellen, alongside their children, participate in these rites, their faith and unity acting as a beacon of light in the darkness. The climax came on a stormy night. Amidst the chanting and prayers of the glowing candles, the family and the Warrens stood united, their will converging into a single force of defiance against the entity. With a final ear-splitting wail, the entity released its grip on the house. The oppressive atmosphere lifted, and shadows receded, and for the first time in what seemed like an eternity, the Donovan house felt like a sanctuary again. In the aftermath, the family struggled to process the ordeal they had endured. The Warrens, battered but triumphant, provided guidance and support, helping them to understand how to cope with the residual effects of the haunting. Patty, now free from the entity's influence, slowly began to rebuild her life. Her experience with the Ouija board was haunting, but a valuable lesson. The Donovan family's battle with the supernatural left an indelible mark on their lives. They had faced the unknown, the unthinkable, and emerged stronger, their bond fortified by the trials they had overcome. The house, once a battleground between worlds, returned to its role as a home, a haven of love and security. As the Warrens departed, leaving behind a family restored and a house reclaimed, they knew that their journey of combating the unseen force of the world was far from over. But for the Donovan family, the nightmare was over. They had won their home back, their lives back, and in the process, discovered a strength they never knew they had. And that brings us to the end of this haunting saga of the Donovan family. 
tale that reminds us that there's a thin veil between the known and the unknown, and the resilience of the human spirit in the face of the unexplained. I want to extend the most heartfelt thank you for all of you that join us on these chilling journeys. It's because of your curiosity, the engagement, the support that makes these explorations into the paranormal all more thrilling and meaningful. If you're hungry for more mysteries, I invite you to tune into my other podcast, Deceptive Reality, where we delve into the world of the unsolved mysteries that we're all intrigued by. Together, we'll unravel the enigmas that continue to baffle and fascinate. Don't forget to follow and subscribe and stay updated on the latest episodes. Share your thoughts, your theories, and even your own spooky experiences with us. We'd love to hear from you. And who knows, maybe your story might be featured on the next episode. As we close this chapter on the Donovan story, remember, sometimes the things that go bump in the night is just the house settling. Or are they? Until next time, keep your mind open, your eyes peeled, and maybe, just maybe, keep the lights on. This is Bert signing off. Stay curious, stay brave, and most importantly, stay spooky. Until I see you in the next one. Goodbye.